vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to my next interview. I am so excited because we're going to be talking about broths. We're going to be talking about food. We're going to be talking about running a business. And we're really going to be talking about how running a business sometimes can change our lives, sometimes creating a business, sometimes the things that we envision and the things that we create at times become an answer for what's going on in our lives. It becomes an answer to maybe a change we've experienced. And our guest is really going to be, I just think, full of a great story about how Andrew started this business, what was really that driving force behind it. And I want to spend some time today not only understanding Andrew's journey, but understanding how entrepreneurship became the answer. Because I think for many of us who are on this journey of being vegans, maybe some of you are thinking about going vegan and listen to this podcast, or many of you are already vegan entrepreneurs, many of us are doing this because of our passion, because of what we believe in, because the change we're trying to take, make in the world. And some of us, we have a story. And what I'm excited about today is learning and hearing about Andrew's story, because especially as we kick off the year, I always feel like we all need some inspiration. There's always some bumpiness in the road. There's always some challenges that can kind of transpire. And I'm really thinking that Andrew's story is going to get all of us inspired, all of us fired up, and really just set off the year right. So first off, Andrew, welcome, welcome to our (laughs) podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And let's just talk a little bit about the business. Let's just make sure we ground everyone. So it's broth bomb seasoning. And the idea is these are seasonings that we drop into like a soup or we drop into a chili or just Mm -hmm. walk me through the business just so we get everyone kind of grounded and then we'll jump into your story. Yeah. So uh, broth bomb is a seasoning made with herbs and spices and um, we pack them so that way they they will fizz when you drop it into a super stew. And the point is it actually has a sort of baking powder that uh, helps break the beans down a little better and helps marry the flavors. Um, it works similar to how uh, when you use baking powder with cookies, it gives them a more tender texture, makes them like fluffier, lighter. It actually has a great effect on uh, cooking beans as well. So we were able to find figure a way to adapt kind of that together and put it in a fun, neat way that gets people cooking more beans. So <laughs> now I think this is like the perfect time because I don't know about everyone else out here, but you know I've got a little cold, so you know, <laughs> and it's also you know January, so in some parts, especially mm-hmm. in the US, it's a little bit chillier. So like, this is the perfect time of year to, you know, want a broth bomb, you know, to actually want to drop something in and have some soup or have some stew. So I know later on, we're going to talk about some of the packages and some of the things you have available to people. So if anyone's like me and you want to be a little bit toasty um, (laughs) or you want to have something, Mm. you know, just savory to eat, I really hope that you'll be visiting, you know, broth, it's brothbomb.com, correct? Brothbomb.store. Yeah. 
next door. Excuse me about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said it, it popped in my head. So, all right, we talk a little bit, we just gave everyone a little bit of taste of the business, but let's roll back time. Let's talk about what happened before you started the business and why. Why? What kind of became your why and why this business became the answer for your next step on your health journey? Yeah. So, um, so actually, uh, back in 2007 to 2012, I actually ran a restaurant delivery service. Um, this was back before Uber Eats and all them, and it was in the Tampa Bay area. And I was just a pizza delivery driver, graduated from uh, USF uh, with an economics degree into the Great Recession, just struggled to find any kind of work in my field. And I had uh, seen a restaurant delivery service before, so I kind of knew they existed. And I went and tried to do that. And I, uh, I did pretty well with that. I ran it for about five years. At the end of that, like five years in, I ended up having a small stroke and developed some digestive diseases that came on quite severely. And I struggled to work with that um, pretty hard. Like, or pretty, it was pretty tough. And actually, that inspired me originally to go plant-based um, to help with the digestive stuff. And it helped so much. And I was able to like recover from the stroke symptoms. Um, and once I recovered from that a little bit, I actually became a stay-at-home dad <laughs> for a little while after that. And that's when we had the idea for Broth Bomb was uh, while I was like cooking up some food at home with my experience from like cooking and going plant-based and, uh, and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's a great story because I think for a lot of people, there's so many things that can happen in our lives and sometimes things happen yeah. and it's very easy for us to sit on the sidelines. It's very easy for us to feel almost in shock for a moment and feel like, you know, what's next? How do we mm -hmm. find our way? Um, so I'm really curious, you know, with that stroke, with that experience, how did you get the, you know, the courage? How did you pull yourself together and say, okay, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to go plant-based. Like, mm -hmm. how did you find that driving force in you? Because I think for many people, we all find ourselves in crossroads. Maybe sometimes it's not, you know, it's not maybe a stroke. It may be something else, but yeah. I think it might be inspirational to hear you know, what helped you keep moving forward? Yeah. At the time with that business, I had a lot of employees relying on me and a lot invested to personally in, in its, its success and its growth. And I, I couldn't let it fail. So I, I took it upon myself to do whatever I could to make myself better. Um, I was going through doctor's appointments, you know, on wait lists for them checking for like MS and muscular dystrophy and all these other things because... Um, my health was so poor during that time. And I was just kind of frustrated, like, you know, not being able to figure out what it was and not really getting answers from healthcare. And I just decided I was like, if, you know, I, I got to do what I can for myself to make myself the best that I can. And um, I, I not only did I go plant based, but I started to just um, manage stress differently. And I, I really have to, I, I actually ended up like selling the business then. Just taking some time to try to focus on my health because I realized I couldn't do it. I couldn't at that time do it all. And I had to just focus on myself and figure out what was going on and how to overcome. And uh, it was during that time that I was kind of just like, I don't know, like focused on self-care, finding myself, figuring out how to get back to work again. Physic like I ended up with a physical disability after it all as well, um, even though I was able to reverse, you know, like symptoms of the stroke and the digestive diseases, I still ended up with some orthopedic issues that 
uh, I couldn't fix through diet and self-care alone. So I still live with those now. And when I was had the idea for this business at first, I didn't know if it was something I should or could do because I was so limited still. But I just went for it. You know, I had the previous business experience. I um, I figured, you know, with the know-how that I had and with the new um, strengths I had in stress management and how to just, I don't know, just find that work-life balance that I didn't have before, I, I, I figured that out. And that was very, very important to my journey this time. And it's been an important uh, part of the success of my new business platform. Mm, I'm really glad you touched on that because I think for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, we think we have to, you know, grind it all out. We have to do it until, you know, we pass out or, you know, we missed an opportunity or we didn't do enough or there's an, mm-hmm. you know, if I stay up a couple more hours, maybe I could do more. Do you have any tips on how or what people should be thinking about, especially as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. about how they can get that balance, how or what, and maybe even some things that you do that can shed some light on how many of us can get back in balance when we find ourselves a little bit um you know, a little bit off. Yeah. Um, it's a tough thing because it's something I learned through uh, hardship and uh, it's hard to teach that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I always had that drive to just push to succeed. You know, I, I could push myself through anything and, and make it happen. And I still have that, but I still have, but now I have that. I can still have that drive in my mind and let things go. So I know I have this big to-do list and I have to get through all these things, but rather than just let it like stress me out, like, oh, no, I'm not going to get to this. I have to do that. Uh, you know, having so much on my plate, it just doesn't stress me anymore. I still have the drive without the, um, I don't know, that internal anxiety kind of that it can cause sometimes. I just learned to manage it because I realized it was, it was, it can be our, like our, our stress and anxiety can be harmful to us. And I just wouldn't allow things to hurt me you know like my body became very sensitive not just to foods um during my health struggles but also to stress and i I just uh, found a way to not let stress get the best of me and just just find the still prioritize my health over it yeah it's a tough thing to try to explain without without it because it is uh it's something learned through experience (laughs) and i think most people will get there if they just go for it and try and, and figure out how to best. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's even good to hear from other people what they're doing, how they're doing. I love what you said about kind of protecting your body. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we don't think of that role. We think of the fact that we just have to keep our body going. So we're like, oh, let's just feed it. Let's get some sleep, you know, as long mm-hmm. as it keeps going. But that idea of protecting it is, I think, a really great key and maybe even a mind shift for some people to think about because, you know, just how important it is to, to pay attention at times. You know, I think sometimes we just go and go and go until something stops us Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, really making these changes early on. And also I think, you know, it's, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think like our society encourages us not to take care of ourselves sometimes our society like even encourages that anxiety in us of we can do better we can do this and so forth and i think it's so important to to have these kind of conversations sometimes to help people at least maybe snap out of it a little bit even if it doesn't last forever just helping people and reminding them Mm -hmm. that hey um you you definitely want to pay attention yeah absolutely i I definitely feel like our culture kind of um 
teaches us to be reckless and, um, you know, put productivity above our ourselves and even our employees and, and such as well. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very, very important to take care of ourselves. And it's kind of like, I mean, just like managing your time. I think managing our health is such an important aspect of long-term productivity and our capability to, to last. I do think before the, the, um, Overworking myself definitely contributed to uh, my, the health problems I have with my last business. And even though, like for five years, I mean, I I started that business with three thousand dollars and did about two million in sales across five years in a new market that was like just emerging. That uh, we were the biggest restaurant delivery service in Tampa Bay at the time, and uh, I made it happen just through pure will. But if I had just focused more on myself instead, I could have, you know, been in that for the long haul and not had to suddenly. Um, tap out like I did. So, um, but I'm so glad I did because it brought me to here instead. <laughs> Imagine still running a restaurant delivery service. I, uh, after I went vegan, that would have been really <laughs> difficult to try to do. So, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for the journey I've had. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's so important to talk about these journeys because, you know, a lot of people are afraid of their business not doing well, but success can be just as challenging as yeah. a business that's struggling. I really love that you shared with us, you know, not only the business that you're running, but how successful it was Mm -hmm. and that pressure that sometimes um, success can put on us and how we have to um, have to manage it. I just want to say hi to two people that came by. Paul came by earlier before we got started. So I just wanted to say hello. And then I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but maybe Dereje. But just wanted to make sure I said hello. And anyone else who's out there listening to us live or joining us live, please, please, please say hello. Even if you're watching this as a podcast or a replay, always say hi. We love, love, love to see it in the comments. So let's talk a little bit more about your current business. Let's talk a little yeah. about Broth Bomb. Let's talk about like, how did you get it started? Like, <laughs> I think for a lot of people, yeah. you know, the getting started phase is so intimidating for a lot mm-hmm. of people they're so worried about doing it right. And, you know, should I do this or other people are doing this? So I need to do it. Like, how did you get started and find your way to a very unique product? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the story of how we came up with it was kind of fun. Um, we were, I was, uh, I was a stay at home dad. My daughter was not even one yet. I cooked up a recipe. I threw some black beans, tomatoes, sweet potatoes in, mixed in some sage. And just, I always like to make these one pot kitchen sink style recipes. So my partner at the time was like, you have, like, we were eating it and they're like, you have to write these recipes down and share it with people. And I was like, yeah, I want to, but, uh, um, I thought about like some of my family and, and whenever I would go and try to cook, you know, their seasoning cupboards weren't very well stocked. So I was like, I did have to go out and shop for like all these spices. And if I did it, I want to do a recipe book, but like, I know like they'd have to go spend $200 in spices just to get started. And they won't do that. They probably won't follow through with it. Um, so we're like, well, let's put some seasonings together and you know, like do it like that. And, um, and, uh, Renee's the other business partner and they're like, let's, we could like, you know, like put them in some kind of like forms and make them like fun. And uh, I had cooked with baking, uh, soda already to, to, to tenderize beans. And the idea was just kind of there, like, Oh, we could press them and make them form with baking soda and some, some acid. And like, uh, we use a uh, tartar and citric acid and, um, it makes it, you know, like form together and it makes it fizz. Uh, so I went and started researching and started to like test it out in the own kitchen to see like, you know, how I can make it work. And it, it still tenderized the beans amazingly, which was awesome. And, uh, it, and then it balanced the acidity as well. So like typically with, with, uh, beans, you would like 
soak them or cook them in the baking soda and then like discard the water, but you're discarding like nutrients along with that that leached out. So we found with this, you're able to like retain those and it also like balances the flavors really well. It even takes the bite out of greens, which is a surprising thing. So for people who are, we get like hundreds of like comments from like um, parents and just partners who are like, oh, like my family's actually eating these and they're going back for seconds and they usually don't like onions or spinach or beans or any of these. And they're actually like eating and enjoying these. Um, and that's been the most rewarding part is, is just kind of stumbling upon this like awesome cooking hack that has getting people to you know, eat healthier meals at home and not just healthier meals at home, but like our recipes that like I've been eating and uh, I enjoy and people like there's like uh, tens of thousands of people out there like eating those recipes right now. So <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Yeah, and really got me excited when I was looking on your site, you know, before the interview, I was like, oh, the shape of it is like a bomb, like a <laughs> traditional, yeah. you know what I mean? It, so it has a mm -hmm. unique kind of look to it. I like that you said about the fizz, you know, that when you kind of drop it in. Mm -hmm. So it also kind of adds a little bit of a fun element to cooking, because I think sometimes for many of us, you know, we cook, 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 we work, 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 you know, we're doing yeah. everything almost on, on schedule, mm -hmm. that it's nice when you can kind of add a little bit of a fun element to, um, to, you know, an everyday activity like cooking. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. other thing that I thought was interesting about them is, you know, what you just said about the seasonings. Mm. Because I'm one of those people where I used to buy a ton of cookbooks and then I buy all the seasonings. And then, like you said, I'd have like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And when I'd run out, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. need a huge pack of this. I just need <laughs> a tablespoon or half a teaspoon yeah. or you know, something mm -hmm. like that. So I do think it's kind of interesting that, you know, your product fills an interesting kind of niche. It fills a yeah. specific need. That's a little bit different when we just think about seasoning. You know, we mm -hmm. think about the shortcut of seasonings or buying like seasonings kind of combined together. What I yeah. thought was really interesting about what you offer is it's not just the shortcut. It's the idea that you'll be able to kind of unlock flavors that you mm -hmm. don't have to stock, you know, yeah. in your um, cupboard at, you know, enormous sizes forever until you use it. You can mm -hmm. actually get the flavors that you want and get that kind of exploding flavor through a broth bomb. I don't know that this is at least one of my takeaways from it. Um, mm -hmm. when I was, you know, checking you out and checking everything out. Yeah. Have you gotten yeah, that, that kind of feedback from people or? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're kind of like a meal helper more than anything else. Some people will first see it and be like, Oh great. A bullion that's round. And it's like, actually they're herbs and spices where bullion doesn't really have herbs and spices. It's just like calorie and salt. And ours are seasonings. They're herbs and spices, um, with, with them with like a kind of baking powder that, uh, that causes the fizz. But yeah, so that's the kind of idea is to be a meal helper for beans, for beans and greens, um, get people eating more of those. One of the nice things about our recipes too, um, kind of going off of my disability, I had a long period where I couldn't like chop potatoes and things like that. So I found cooking hacks where I would go and get hash browns or like tater tots mm -hmm. <laughs> and like throw those in instead of potatoes. Uh, and so I found little things like that. So like all our recipes are designed so people can use canned and frozen foods and just like pour it all in one pot. Uh, let it cook and then throw in the broth bomb, let it cook a little longer. And you're not like sitting over the stoves, you know, doing this or that chopping. It's like, you know, people will say they have like an easy one pot recipe, but then they're like spending 10 minutes chopping onions and doing all these other things. And it's really not as simple as it seems where these is really just like throw it in, let it sit, go drop it in, let it sit, and then go back and you got your food. And the great thing is too, they make about four or five quarts of food. Um, oh, wow. each, each one. Yeah. So these are like nice big recipes where you can like have a serving then 
It's great for like families, but even better, it's, it's great for meal prep, especially this time of year as people are doing their New Year's resolutions. Um, we're just trying to get, you know, like meal, meal planning done right for the new year. No, I think that's great. I'm definitely one person that struggles with meal prep. My niece actually got me a, a cookbook for the holidays to mm. help me with it as well, because that's the thing, you know, especially even as an entrepreneur, I'm just, I'm in my office, I'm working, I'm going to meet yeah. the meeting. And mm-hmm. I look up and realize the time. I realize yeah. that it's lunch. I realize it's dinner. And mm-hmm. I don't always have the time. And sometimes I only have the energy yeah. <laughs> to go downstairs and like think through what I have to cook. Yeah. You know, measure out everything, take everything out. You know, I am looking for something mm-hmm. to help me eat healthy, but at the same time, maybe not be in the kitchen, especially on a daily basis um, so yeah. consistently. So mm-hmm. I lo- really love your product because it creates that opportunity not only to get those flavors in there, I also like it because it allows you to maybe discover new flavors. You know, I think sometimes it's hard when you want to kind of go outside of your own box Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't even know what these seasonings are and how much of it. And, you know, what's it going to taste like being able to come in here and just even check it out. Some of the ones in your your site, like your Mm -hmm. curry up or your killer dill, you know, being able to just you know, explore something new, I think is kind of fun about um, what you offer as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, We definitely like to explore with the seasonings. There's some that'll have like seasonings that you might not want to go buy a a whole thing for yourself that you get to, you know, experiment and and try with. So yeah. Yeah. We try to focus more on the specialty spices and be more of a specialty product, but uh, down the road in the long run, we do hope to like come out with like um, a smaller product that we can get into like the dollar stores and corner stores that also encourage people to, you know, cook more. Cause that's the thing for me. Like I was, I, I've dealt personally with the food desert phenomenon. Like I, you know, like didn't have access to the grocery store. I didn't drive for years. Um, and, uh, so like there was times where I have to like stock up on, and that, that's kind of the inspiration behind it is stocking up on the frozen vegetables when you can get to a grocery store and then buying the canned foods that you can, uh, wherever you can. And um, I feel like we, down the road, we can be a, once, you know, we can do a product like that, we can hopefully be an inspiration to get more people cooking uh, beans and veggies instead of picking the hot dogs and chips and such that are usually the typical choices that people have um, in, at, at, you know, corner stores and dollar markets. So. Okay. No, I like that. That's really interesting that that's kind of your vision for your business, because that does create a lot more accessibility. Um, yeah. to these seasonings, which is back to what we talked about before, the investment of buying all of them. Mm-hmm. And I also like the idea that it, it can help people cook more for themselves, cook at home, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and so forth. Um, so I think that's a really, you know, really aspirational, I guess, um, vision for your business. So it's great to hear that. Um, so, and that's one thing I always love to ask people when we're talking, especially with the entrepreneur side of things, and especially with you being an entrepreneur before, and now being a vegan entrepreneur, have there been any big aha moments? Have there been anything that kind of surprised you as you went into this market and into running this business, even though it's still, you know, food meal similar as maybe your food delivery, you know, it's a little bit different. You're online, you're shipping, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? there's a lot of different aspects. So are there any ahas or anything you maybe like to share with our audience? Yeah. Food manufacturing is a different business. I, uh, you know, being restaurant delivery before I worked delivery driver and it was definitely a different game. <laughs> we actually have to like manufacture, so set up equipment. And one thing is I actually did a Kickstarter start 
and I didn't do any marketing with it. I just put it up there and hoped, you know, it, it would, it would come, it would fill. And we did, we, we raised, um, about, I think like 15 or $16,000 on there, but it wasn't enough to actually, and I didn't realize at the time it wasn't actually enough to like get the business going. I thought I had a good plan, but it's tough to do that with, I mean, I, I would, that's one thing I would recommend is like not going that route. I think I would have been better off trying to do farmers markets and getting into local mm. stores and doing kind of taking that kind of route instead than trying to go suddenly go into like a larger manufacturing and distribution that way. It was a little too big, too quick or trying to go too big, too quick. And yeah, I think I, I would have been happier doing that. Although I couldn't really do farmer's markets at the time. So that's one reason I was kind of hoping that that would work out. And if we had raised more, it would have been a little easier. Um, but yeah, I would say if you're going to go do a crowdfunding, I would say put in the marketing ahead of time, raise a little money ahead of time to invest in that rather than just like put it up there and hope. And then, uh, yeah, that would be my advice. <laughs> so a lesson that I learned from, from that, yeah. Or even just do the crowdfunding, like set up your own website and do your own crowdfunding because people will do pre-orders. Like after, it took us about a year to get the Kickstarter funded, like fulfilled and shipped out to people. But then after that, like I've, even right now, we're, we're on a three-week back order uh, on our website where right. people are ordering now and then getting it shipped three weeks later. Because during these like kind of peak times when we're most busy and popular and the highest demand, you know, we run, we, we run out of inventory because we're, you know, making small batches ourselves by hand um, in, a, in a facility. But yeah, I would say do, you know, like I, people are very eager to help small businesses crowdfund and even if it's through your own website. And I would, I would highly recommend that if you're looking to start something, set up a website and see if people are willing to order it in advance and be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get it to you when I can. <laughs> and uh, people seem love, pretty understanding about it. I love that you said that because for a lot of people, they're trying to be so perfect. You mm -hmm. know, they're trying to be like a manufacturing company that's been in business for 10 years. Like that's what they're expecting in year one or even sometimes mm -hmm. in year two. Yeah. And I really love that you're saying that there's a little bit of, you know, open communication. There's a little bit yeah. of dialogue with your customers and saying, hey, we do these in small batches. You know what I mean? These may be on back order and so forth. And also kind of still feeling great about it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I think as entrepreneurs, we can put so much pressure on ourselves and we're like, well, this wasn't perfect. And yeah, it's the, true. The product didn't ship in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true. Like we do get customers that very much expect us to be like, you know, Walmart and, you know, expect us to have that sort of output. And, uh, you know, we try our best to just explain kindly, you know, what we are <laughs> very humbly and very, uh, gratefully, uh, you know, what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, you know, that we can't satisfy everyone. And we understand that. And uh, we're very grateful for the people that, um, do understand uh, and, uh, still place their orders knowing, um, you know, we're, uh, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's something amazing about being a great small business. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yes, there are those big companies in the world and that's their thing. But I think there's something we should all be proud about being a small business. It doesn't mean we have everything perfected because yeah. we do have the time to respond. Sometimes we do take the time to respond. You know, and we do take the time to create the products, to listen. You know, there's a lot of things that I think come from being small and mighty and strong. <laughs> And I think at times we have to remember that as entrepreneurs, that it's it's not about the size. A lot of times it's about the quality of what you produce. Yeah. And it's about the relationships that you can build with your customers that mm -hmm. can be something that, you know, it, it's not 
it has so much value in it. So anyway, I could go on and on about it, but I just yeah. love, love, love hearing <laughs> you say that. And I just want to commend you for it because to me, it is such a beautiful thing. But I definitely was after this interview, I was like, oh, I got to order some, especially since <laughs> we're both in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're like almost neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Florida neighbors. Um, yeah, we were, so. I'm in Lakeland now, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't we, know you were even closer. Yeah, we were in Dunedin, but we just uh, moved to Lakeland. So uh, we, we um, yeah, we over the summer, we got a little slow and I didn't have, um, and we basically had to uh, close down production for a few months. And then uh, when we started up again for the holidays, I, I wanted to get back to Lakeland. Um, it's uh, closer to my daughter's school. So I was like, let's, let's do it. So I relocated out here and got the business, everything relocated out here. So now we're up and running and yeah, we're, we're trying right now to get like into our own manufacturing space. We're still using like, um, like an allergen free shared kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. but we're trying to get our own space set up right now and hopefully we'll have that in the next couple months. So. Oh, that is great. And I can't believe you're like an hour maybe away from me. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think we have a future <laughs> yeah. connection. <laughs> so hopefully, Absolutely. um, that would be wonderful to connect, but I also love the, what you just said in that story. So I'm going to comment on it is that you made a change. You decided you wanted to be closer. You decided you wanted to Mm-hmm. make a change in your life and you brought your business with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, and I think sometimes when we run businesses, we feel sometimes like chained to the business. Yeah. So the business makes all the decisions mm-hmm. as opposed to realizing that we can build businesses that can work with our lives. We can build businesses that can move, that can shift. And hopefully, I mean, this is my big dream, but you know, I'm all, optimistic and always got my pom-poms out (laughs) is that the business can inspire the life that we want. You know what I mean? That we can actually get where we want to go because the business allows us to do it as opposed to it's the thing that kind of ties us up and ties us down. So I'm so glad you said that because Mm -hmm. I hope anyone out there is maybe listening today, anyone hears this podcast that's like, oh, I don't know if I can make a change. I don't know if I can move. Oh my goodness, it's, this is so much work. You know, all those things that we talk tough. about. It's, it's tough. Uh, it, it's definitely a privilege when you get to the point that you can do that. Uh, it's not always possible for everyone and everything. So sometimes it is just that grind that is, is too much for us. Um, but when we, when we have that, when we get to a point that we're doing well enough, like, yeah, you know, you got you to take care of yourself too, even as a business owner. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We have oh, talked and talked and talked. I had so much fun. I just noticed the time. Sometimes I get so excited and enjoy myself that uh, we go a little bit over. <laughs> but before yeah. we wrap up today, I definitely want to let people know about any specials you have, any promotions you have going on, and also how they can get in touch with you, order product, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, our website's the best place, brothbomb.store. We have a promotion where you can pick your own eight pack um, right now and get it for the same price as like the regular fixed eight pack. We have a subscription box where you can get like four flavors each month. And we have one right now that goes till tomorrow, the 11th. And then the next box comes out. Uh, if you order after tomorrow, you would get the February box, which is actually just in time for a lot of people surprisingly don't start, don't start their New Year's resolutions or they're like meal planning until after the Super Bowl, we found out. So we're actually going to be doing like a Super Bowl pack um, hmm. that will be up on the website in a couple of days uh, that people can order. And then it, since we're on a back order, they'll get it in time for the Super Bowl. And also if you order the, the subscription box, the next bu- box will be coming out for the Super Bowl as well. And in that box, you get uh, two of our newest recipes that we just came out with, which is Pluto's Heart 
and me stew. <laughs> People love to make jokes about um, broth bombs, like using them in the bath, which definitely don't do. <laughs> but we enjoy the humor uh, so much that we decided to name one of them me stew after the um, Shel Silverstein poem, <laughs> which we love. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing it with everyone. I'm definitely going to be ordering mine as well. I can't wait to give it a try. And thank you so much for sharing your story today. Just letting yeah. everyone know, you know, how, you know what I mean? You've taken, you know, a challenge like like having a stroke and turning that into and allowing that to inspire a journey, especially as a vegan entrepreneur, is mm-hmm. such a beautiful story to hear. It's such a beautiful story. Just inspire us all to keep going. And also, I just thank you for jumping on that journey because I love hearing about entrepreneurs like yourself. And I also love learning from others. So this has been a great interview, great opportunity for me to get to know you, my Florida neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I just commend you on starting this business, making this pivot and making it happen. Um, It's just wonderful to see. And I'm just so grateful that we had a chance to talk. So everyone, everyone, please, please, please make sure you check out brothbomb.store. And I didn't remember, did you say if you're on Instagram or on social media channels? Yeah, yeah. We're on Instagram. We have uh, fun content there. Um, okay. And uh, Facebook as well. Our Facebook page is a little uh, more popular. Uh, we do a little more updates there, actually, surprisingly. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. Just just search Broth Bomb, hashtag Broth Bomb, or uh, on any platform and you'll find us. Please, please like and follow. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for being with me today. Yeah, I thank really you so much for having me on as well. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, who whether you joined us live today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Or if you're listening to us as a podcast, we love, love, love having you. We hope today inspired you, hope today gave you some tidbits um, and ideas and also maybe even made you a little bit hungry. So you'll be ordering (laughs) some (laughs) broth bomb um, as well. But thank you everyone so much. And I'll see you in our next interview. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pivot our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.